Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Wow, Liverpool have just beaten Cardiff after a long time. It's been a really long time. And I found a beautiful poem uh, from the Battle of the Trees, the Book of Talisin, number eight, from the four ancient books of Wales. And I want to welcome you, the listener to Cop On Podcast, with these words. I have been in a multitude of shapes before I assumed a consistent form. I have been a sword, narrow, variegated. I will believe when it is apparent. I have been a tear in the air. I have been the dullest of stars. I have been a word among letters. I have been a book in the origin I have been the light of lanterns for a long year and a half. It feels like a year and a half since we had a Liverpool game to talk about. I'm delighted to be joined by Alan. Alan, how are you after that beautiful, beautifully rousing second half? Oh, brilliant, Nolan. That's a great, great result, great game. Um, Just positive from the start, positive all week. Um, Just Diaz move, everything, Harvey back. Just one of those games, you just, I had no fear going into this game. I just don't know why, but I just felt it was a win coming today and a good win. And uh, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so good. I mean, you mentioned Harvey. Let's start there. I mean, he's uh, he's 18. He's just turning 19. And basically, you could say his foot fell off. His foot fell off about five months ago because he dislocated his his ankle and his foot was twisted around the other way. Absolutely horrific. I don't know how someone comes back so quickly from that injury, but to come back so quickly and then pull off that goal. Talk to me about the goal, Alan. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. The goal was just fantastic. And and you could see it coming. You could just see when the ball was falling to him, you could, you could just see it coming. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen his um his goal for the under twenty three game last week. His first game back, uh, when the ball was dropping to him, I was just thinking, "Yep, this is hitting the net." Uh, his comeback has been fantastic, and I think I think it's his attitude. Even when he got that injury, do you remember he got the injury, and a few hours later he had a picture up on his Instagram or something with giving the, his boots and jersey to the young young guy in the hospital. His positive attitude from there on, I think, is what's kept him where he is. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I just seen his interview a few minutes ago as well on on the game. He, we all know they're media trained like, like players now, so he doesn't see anything anything out out of the ordinary. But he's not hiding. He sees excitement. He he he's saying about how happy he is and how great it is to play in front of the fans. He's just he's just magic. We are so lucky to have him. We have some brilliant players on our team. But since day one at Harvey came in when we bought him, there was. Rumours of how good he was. He just hasn't let down. He hasn't let us down. He's just, to me, he's a positive energy. And even when he came on today, even though we were winning and all, he just changed the game for me. He just, the emphasis just went attack, just went confident. Trent, who was having a, a quiet game, I thought, today, and not his best game, a few bad touches and stuff. Him and him and Elliot just lit up then to just play off each other. Uh, I, I don't know what more you can say about a kid. Like, he's still a kid. He is just fantastic. He he's going to be a superstar. Absolutely. I mean, I've got tons to say about him. I've got I've got a million things. I don't know where to start. I mean, the the actual goal itself. I mean, the body shape. You know, to to flick it up and turn. I mean, we've seen we've been watching football for 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 a few years, haven't we, Alan? And the amount of times you see anybody trying to any kind of attacking player, a striker, a winger, try and flick it up and volley it. Um, you know, do the full 180 and they don't have, maybe it's, you know, the right, you know, the right body shape, basically. Maybe they don't have the right body type to be able to do it. But the fact that he's quite a diminutive chap, um, he's able to spin so quickly and get, you know, keep the perfect balance, the perfect equilibrium to be able to connect with the ball and then to have the focus, the absolute laser focus 
you know, a sniper-like focus to focus on that ball and absolutely rifle it in. Oh, my word. And as you said, you're absolutely right. The link up with Trent. Trent was a lot better in the second half. In the first half, he had, uh, I think it was seven attempted crosses, none on target. Um, you know, and it's just, oh man, it's so exciting going forward because you can see Elliot's, you know, even when he's pressing his his energy, you know, his enthusiasm to chase and close people down is absolutely superb. Uh, Adi D is in the comments or Aid D, sorry if I, if I mispronounce it. He says, Elliot and Diaz changed the game. Promising times ahead. Yeah, thanks for the comment. You can join us live on YouTube. Uh, as we do our post-match uh, reactions from here on in. Um, this is, oh man, Alan, it's great. Luis Diaz, the guy that Aid just mentioned there. Um, I'm, I, uh, because like many people, I, I haven't, I hadn't seen him much for Porto. I wasn't that impressed when he played against us, to be honest. I thought we kept him pretty quiet. But then seeing him today for the first time, really, you know, like a 30-minute, it's not a YouTube compilation, it's it's 30 minutes of him in, in action. And he looks like he's going to... He's going to absolutely help us, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and like you said, I hadn't seen much of him either. And exactly like you, when he played against us, I didn't see much. But looking at the clips during the week since we signed him, and then today, he is electric. He is. Even when he came on, I kind of did, um, what did, what did he used to call it in Sky Player Watch? I just watched him for a while, you know, when he wasn't on the ball and stuff. That's right. And I was thinking um, he's mo he was moving everywhere. He was looking for the ball. And the first thought that came to my mind was, he's only here a few days. He hasn't got trained into our system. It takes lots of players a while to get into our system. But he just looked like he was there forever. And again, he's winning that ball for the, for the second goal. Like The commentators didn't give him credit for it. The commentators were saying uh, going on a, it was a mistake by the, by the Cardiff player. But he has come in, wins the ball on the, on the end line. Crosses the ball, Jota misses it, and Tacky, who had delighted seeing him get a goal. But, but that was classed. It, I actually took a note here. I, I wrote down he's he's a mix between Saleh, Mane, and Suarez. Yes. He, he's a bit of them all. He's the pace and skill of, of Mo. He's the aggression and able to hold on to the ball great, like, like Mane. And he has that real, you know, touch a ball off a player's leg, win it, keep going, score goals of, of Suarez. So he's he's gonna be an amazing player as well. If you picture him on the left, Mo on the right, and like we've a choice of centre forwards now to go along with him. Um fantastic. Oh my god, I'm so excited about him, really. And thankfully when he went down injured, it wasn't it wasn't badly injured. I got a I, I, I they talk about heart, you know, people's hearts yeah, yeah. sinking when that happens. Yeah. Mine was on the floor. It was oh, absolutely yeah. But, uh, you know, thankfully he got up and started sprinting after and, and all that. But wonderful stuff. Whoscored.com um, gave the assist to Diogo Jota, which I think is very mean because uh, that, that Luis Diaz little jink on the on the line and the and the cutback, he must have just brushed through Diogo Jota's legs before Taki swept it home. But um, yeah, I mean, I think in the second half we it was it was really really good. But we'll, we'll we'll go through the game. We'll go through the game as it as it sort of happened. We'll go through my notes. The first thing to note, of course, was that it was it was damn windy. Um, and then when you put then when you saw the lineup, I mean, obviously uh, Quivin Kelleher in goal. Trent, Konate, Van Dijk and Simikas, uh, Henderson, Cater and Jones, Takumi Minamino, Bobby Firmino and Diogo Jota. Um, what did you think with the lineup? You were just you were just confident right from the from the get-go, were you? And and who were you looking forward to seeing? Oh, I, yes, I said already, I was just confident. I had no fear for this game, no fear. Um, I, was, I was happy, to, to, first of all, the starting team, with Mo and Mane away, you'd look at that starting team and go, yeah, that's a brilliant team. But then when you looked at the substitute bench, like, well, I have it here, like, Adrian, okay, I was a bit worried about him. <laughs> but, uh, like, the substitute bench, Thiago, Millie, Diaz, Robbo, Matip, Gordon, Harvey Elliott, and Morton. I think that's the strongest bench we've had in a long time. And you add into that that Mo and Mane are away at the AFCON, like, I, I was so excited. And the two players I wanted to see was Harvey and Diaz and wow I don't know I'm just <laughs> I'm bubbling now I just I'm just so excited so happy 
Um, yeah, it was a great too. play. Me too. It was great. It was great. So, I mean, but in the first half, I mean, I've got notes going through the match and you can, we can go through them here. You can see all my notes. Um, the first thing was a great tackle by Samikas in the first minute. Uh, and then Taki lost the ball in midfield, which led to the first shot from Cardiff after four minutes. And then there was some brilliant play. There was Cater to Jota, um, a great spin and a great shot. Uh, and a marvellous save by the by the keeper. I mean, at that point, you're thinking um, it's surely going to be Liverpool, uh, you know, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool all the way, isn't it? I mean, you know, at, at that moment, but you wouldn't think that that was going to be the only shot in the first half. Um, but uh, that particular movement, you know, caters to Jota. I what I liked about it was the fact that it was a through ball. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't like a lot of the time in the first half, like I said before, Trent's stats for, for crossing set in the first half was seven attempts and, and, and none successful. I think on the other side, Tsimikas had five attempts and one successful at crosses. So I like I, I would prefer to have, see, have seen that, you know, more more us cutting through them with low crosses and great passes and 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 cater. What did you think of Nabi Cater today? Uh, I thought Nabi was good today. Um, I think um, the Twitter sphere was what people were giving out about him and stuff. But I think sometimes um, f- fans go with the easy target. Like um, he two missed shots that kind of went way over. And I think lots of people were saying he was crap because of them. But his overall game, I thought he's played very well. Uh, like you said, that true ball, we ne- we did need more of that today. We needed um, to keep the ball lower on the ground, I think. But um, Simakas, I thought, was a fantastic player today. I would put him down as our man in the match um, for the full what, 80 minutes he was on the pitch. Even in that first half, in particular, when we weren't um, getting the goals, I thought he was fantastic with tackles. Um, I didn't realise he'd, what do you say, five crosses and only one when it's target, but I think some of them were just a bit unlucky too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought Navi played well today. I didn't uh, think he was any, any, any bad or anything. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, with, with Naby Keita, I mean, he had um, one cross. It, was, it wasn't successful. You could see the crosses there. So, and Samikas had 12 crosses, with four of them being successful by the end of the match. Um, but uh, Samikas also had three key passes, and Naby Keita had one key pass. Trent had three key passes, all in the second half. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the, but the stats for Naby were generally good. His passing accuracy at 90.2%. Um, you know, so he's keeping the ball really well. All of our midfield did. Jordan Henderson, 93.7%. And Curtis Jones, 91.7%. Um, our midfield, I mean, you would expect that against Cardiff, but it's it's not, I mean, it's easier said than done, I think, you know, dominating a match like that. But, um you know, our counter-pressing was, was fantastic. We got the ball back and then we played a lot of, you know, simple and, and quick passes, one touch and two touch passes. I thought generally our performance was good. Um, but I'm going to stop sharing my screen for now because I'm just going to tell you uh, in the in the first half, I mean, I put I thought there was some kind of there's some kind of tribute to Bill Shankly um was going on on the pitch uh, because the amount of time I, I wrote um, shanks the shot. They shanked the shot every single time. There was a, a Cater twice. There was Curtis Jones twice. Everybody just shanking their shots. But the build-up play was good. So I don't know if you were like me, Alan, where you, where you were just quite relaxed at halftime, thinking, well, we're playing well. The goals will come. Yeah, exactly like you said there. There was a lot of... Um shooting at a, probably the wrong time but but it was a good sign that we like you said we were controlling the game we had a, we had full control of the game i think from 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 every aspect from defense up the midfield um, most of the game um I, I, and i think i said it in our in our whatsapp chat i think we missed matip today for running up the pitch um sometimes because uh, henderson is a great player but i think sometimes when we were when we were in control of a game the game passes them by and sometimes you need need that player just to run at them a bit more but overall I think uh, yeah them shots there was a lot of bad ones alright but like you said we were getting them we were making the opportunities and uh, we were spreading our game around we were doing um, different things which is something we didn't do maybe sometimes this year where we kind of tried the one thing all the time but um, yeah and no, it was quite positive if one of them if one of them shots had went in we'd have been delighted <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely I mean one 
uh, moment I particularly remember from the first half was a great run by Tacky. It was a good, good play between him and and, uh, and Bobby on on the right hand side, and then he, he pulled the ball back. And Curtis Jones, that was one that he, you know, again shanked way over, high and wide, and not very handsome. Um, but uh, Tacky, he really grew into the game. I mean, he got he got his reward with his goal, but. Generally, um, when he was on the pitch, he, I thought he, he grew and grew in, in confidence and stature. I mean, uh, he ended up being replaced in the 68th minute, um, having uh, completed two key passes. He, he, got, he got his goal, 85% passing accuracy with 33 passes. And I really liked what I saw from Taki today because he was, occasionally he gave the ball away. He, he, he wasn't perfect, but... Um, you know, I, I really liked his, his industry and, and his creativity and the way that, you know, he was trying to pick people out and not trying to, you know, not panicking. That was the thing with Tacky's performance that I really liked. Uh, what did you think of him today? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I thought he did a very good game. Um, and actually, just, just before um, our first goal, I was actually typing on, on our WhatsApp that uh, I fancy Tacky for a goal. Uh, then the Jota scored, so it took that away from me. But yeah, yeah. you've been drinking the right tea. You've been <laughs> yeah. reading that in the tea leaves. So <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought he was a very good game overall, and and uh, he, like you said, he linked up well with Bobby there a few times, and he linked up well with Jota a few times. Um, where, where he, he passed the ball back to, to change interchange between them with the ball a few times. Um, yeah, I thought he had a very good game. Um, the right side was a little bit quiet in the first half as well, like so. For for a few minutes, I might you know you might think oh what's wrong with the right side, but I think that was just because like we said Trent was having you know not not his best forty five minutes there, but no overall I thought Tacky was very good and delighted that he scored the goal because like I'm sure you you know more about stats than I do on, but he's he's a great record for scoring in the cups this season. You know when he get when he gets a chance and gets enough minutes. He, he seems to come up with the goals. It's five goals and one assist in six cup appearances, I believe, this wow. season, which is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, he's he's great. He's dangerous. And now where is he? Where is he down the pecking order? The sixth choice, perhaps? I mean, but uh, what a... I don't. I don't think anyone in world football's got got our uh, got our strength in depth. I really. I, I mean, well, okay, we can talk about City. We can talk about this later. But but I think honestly, the amount of um, there was a wonderful expression. We can talk about it later. I, I heard on the Anfield rap from Carl Kopak, and he he called them freak of nature players. And we've got a lot of freak of nature players in the best way possible. People who are just unnaturally good but we can talk about that after our strength and depth and have a bigger outlook I want to stick to the stick to the game because there was Diogo Jota I mean the first goal was was so important it was in the 53rd minute just before I mean the crowd Liverpool crowd historically gets a bit antsy around the 60th minute doesn't it but uh, this one, uh, you know, came in the 53rd minute. Um, it was a beautiful header. Um, and what I liked about it, what I noticed was when um, uh, Trent was getting ready to cross the ball in, um, you know, Virgil was making a big distraction and he made a couple of little stuttering moves forward. And it just sort of distracted the defence enough, I think, to allow this brilliant ball from from Trent to, to 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 land on on the guy that they'll never look at at a free kick, Diogo Jota. But he's one of the best headers of the ball we've got, isn't he? He's it was a beautiful header, really really beautiful. So you can talk about that goal, or you can talk about Diogo Jota, or or Diogo as he might be known. Um, talk talk to me about that, please. Yeah, just like I said already, like it's it's just one of those beautiful goals. Like like I said. That's the beauty of having players. Like you said, we have players that are just fantastic. Like you said, Trent wasn't having the best game in the first half, and then he comes with a cross like that. Like it's just, he's a world class player. And the header, I think I, I said it before, I grew up looking at Robbie Fowler, and Robbie was a great header of the ball. So it was John Aldrich. But Jota's header and reminds me of Robbie Fowler. You know, he's just one of those players he can score with his left, he can score with his right, and he's a good header of the ball. Like when that ball was coming in, you could just say, yeah, you know, you could just feel this is going to be on target. Um, but, but brilliant header, brilliant the way he took it. The pace and the cross, of course, makes it for any any striker. But um, like you said, it's we have so many options now in the box. Like you said, the, the defenders are watching. 
Van Dijk, they're watching other players. And then you've probably the smallest player in the pitch, apart from Tacky maybe, just comes up with these fantastic headers. Um, very lucky to have them, very lucky um, to have crosses like that coming in with someone to finish them because I think we, we suffered that a bit before. But overall, um, yeah, Jota. Jota's a funny one, actually, isn't he? he that, that chance you, you spoke about, sorry to go back to begin the game, but the fourth or fifth minute where he swiveled and shot. Yes. He has a habit of... Um, going for the centre of the goal in some of them situations. But then he comes up with a header like that and you just think, wow, he's just, he's an amazing player where he comes up with these headers, shots. I think so, yeah. I think he, I don't know if it comes from playing FIFA because he, he's a world-class FIFA player, but he yeah. sort of plays the percentages, doesn't he? When he's, doesn't he? Yeah. When he's playing, you know, it doesn't bother him at all if he misses. He's just like, okay, well, I'll try and, I'll try and you know, get, get the next one get better. The next you know? one, yeah. And and he's just yeah he's just like he's he's lethal like he doesn't I've never seen him, you know uh, you know have the jitters in the box and panic like you see pretty much you know many 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 attacking yes. players at least once you know like panic a bit and 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 pull one or shank one he just yeah I mean he doesn't always get them on target he had four shots today two on target. Um, but he's just, you know, he's just so dangerous. He's just there and he's got half a chance at goal and he'll get a shot off. He'll get yeah. a shot off because he knows one of them's going to go in the corner. And, you know, maybe like today, three of them won't be goals, but one of them will be. And yeah. so he's just he's just so dangerous. So he had four shots, two on target. He also had three key passes. But that's who scored being a bit generous because they counted the assist as his. Yeah. And they put Luis Diaz as not having the assist and not having yeah. the key pass, which is very mean of them. I've always been. That's crazy. Thought, yeah. yeah, it is. A bit crazy, <laughs> but, there you go. Um, but yeah, also uh, for Diego Jota, two dribbles. Um, the only other person in our team to have two dribbles, according to who scored, is R- Roberto Firmino. And we've talked um, about every other attacking player apart from Bobby, uh, because Bobby, I thought quietly had, you know, there was one big mistake uh, that he made that led to their goal. But until then, he was having a magnificent game. And even after then, he played very well. He got the, he got the full game today. And I really like him because he was, I mean, he had a 96% passing accuracy in the first half, which for an attack is, is totally amazing because he's surrounded by three massive centre-backs and then when he go when he pulls backwards, he's surrounded by two or three, three usually central midfielders. So he's just. It, I thought it was. I would stop myself from saying masterclass, but this was a nine out of ten, Bobby Firmino today. What what would you give him out of ten? Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, and he he seemed to be a lot deeper today. Um, and like you said, winning the ball, holding it up, passing it off, um, what you always get from Bobby. But but. Even he had a great chance, in, I think it was around the 55th minute. It was a great cross in from Henderson, I think. And he, he had a great header, something similar to, to Yotis, and put it just wide. But yeah, he's hold up play, he's link play, he's he's just solid, isn't he? He just, I think you could probably count on one hand how many times he's had a, an off game. But um, he was fantastic again today. And it's great to see him getting the 90 minutes because um, he. he He's never out of a game, and I think you're never out of a game when you're Bobby, especially in the centre there. Um, other players can just play off him, and, and he attracts two defenders most of the time because they're, they don't know what he's going to do. You know, He's going to flick it left, flick it right. Will he turn them? Will he pass? You know, they don't know what to do with him. And that helps, as we all know, that helps. It's helped Manny and Sadio over the years, and today it helped our, our Harvey and the other players because he just takes players all the time with him. Um, I would have loved to see him get that header because he he deserves more goals than he gets. But I also heard an interesting interview with him a while back where they asked him about scoring goals and stuff, and he said a pass for a goal is as good as a goal. That's a player you want in your team. You know, he gets as much yeah, gets as much joy from setting up a goal as scoring a goal. Well, (laughs) if he he was honest, probably a little bit more to score, but. <laughs> well, maybe, but maybe not. I mean, he's maybe such an unselfish player, isn't he? I mean, Absolutely. I'd always remember that goal that Sadio Mane had a shot and it was squirming in, and Firmino could have knocked it in himself to make sure, but he just let the ball run over the line to give Sadio the goal. I mean, I've never yeah. seen that before, especially in a number nine. Unbelievable. And didn't he, he did something similar earlier on this year? I think it was the Tacky's birthday, and he rolled it across for him and he could have shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. 
Brilliant, um, brilliant. So he ended up with two shots today, one on target. Um, uh, no key passes, but, uh, but uh, two dribbles, as I said before, but also two tackles, which was the most in the team, two tackles. And let's talk about the defenders who are supposed to be doing the tackling if you talk to Man United fans. But if you talk to Paolo Maldini, he says you don't need to make tackles if you're a good defender. Yeah. And a, a guy who had absolutely zero tackles and zero interceptions, but who was absolutely magnificent today was Big Verge. Um, I thought he was terrific because it's easy to, to overlook a, uh, you know, um, a defensive performance against Cardiff when, you win, when you're so dominant with the ball. But the part of the reason why you're so dominant is you need some dominant players to, to come to the fore when, when necessary in the few times when, when it is necessary. And Virgil was, I mean, he's um, the best in the world still for me. Um, you know, would you, would you, I imagine you would agree. I mean, I don't oh, know. Definitely, definitely. And, and uh, even my, some of my um friends, there are Man United fans, Arsenal fans, all of them, they all just say he's he's the best in the world. Uh, that, that in itself says a lot. Um, but like you said, it's not like, who better, who knows better than Maldini, like about defending. Uh, some of the best games the defender has is when you don't see him. You know, any player can come in and do a few last-ditch tackles and get plaudits. Like, but Van Dyke controls that 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 line. He controls the play. He controls movement. Um, and when he's in the right position, sometimes you don't you don't appreciate him, or or maybe some fans that don't um, I don't want to say don't know about football, but don't don't understand all the game. Just maybe see the highlights and the goals. Um, Especially as an ex-goalkeeper myself, when you had a player like that in front of you, you had an easy game 99 times every 100, and he gives you confidence. And that's 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 the main thing of a defender, is that people know they can trust them, the, the midfielder know they can trust them, the defence know they can trust them, the keeper know they can trust them. It just calms everybody down. Like, just go back before we had him. How many games did we be winning and in the last two minutes you just knew we were going to let a goal in we're not like that anymore that's, and that's a lot of that's down to, to Verge um, and then again you look at the confidence of the goalie today That that's down to Verge um, I thought he had a great game today he was um, uh, lucky with the yellow card probably but, ah, yeah, I was going to ask uh, you about yeah. that you think he was lucky I think it was a very good decision because I think yes his foot was up a bit and it could have been that was the it wasn't whether I mean Konate had the ball, so there yeah, was no red yeah. card in terms of denying goal scoring opportunity. But was his foot a bit further to up? And I thought it was actually a good decision. I've seen them given as reds, but because it was like he just basically grazed him. It wasn't it wasn't a full on contact. I don't know. I I I could have seen maybe a red, but it would have been a soft red if you know what I mean. I thought yeah. I thought yellow was was the right decision. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? No, I thought it's a great decision. Um, you know, we, we often give have have we all, we often have to give out with refs and VAR because sometimes they're looking for the excuse to send you off instead of the real reason. But no, I agree with you. He came out, it was clear he went for the ball, his foot just went over the ball, it was just a little bit off timing and red the yellow card was perfect. You know, it was it was uh, the right decision. Um of course if you're a card fan you might think different, but um, if that was the Cardiff player or the keeper, I would have been happy with with him getting a yellow for that. He just came out, went for the ball, and just slightly mistimed it. There was, there was no malice, no nothing in it. And like you said, Kanata was there, and it wasn't a clear opportunity. But at the same time, when it happens, you're you're quite happy to. You were thinking crap, you know. But um, no fair play. The refs had to get credit today for for everything. Actually, you know even. Even the Cardiff had a bit of a call for a penalty against Canata, but it wasn't. You know, the players stood yeah, across. Yeah, that was and, a great decision as well. Yeah, 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 we have to we have to applaud them uh, when uh, they're good. Yes, and the ref exactly. Was definitely really good today. And, um, and, mm-hmm. and again, the Cardiff player there was looking for it where he should have. He had the ball. He was past the defender. Why didn't he keep going? Yeah. Um, was, again, the same. Then we had we had. I think Simicast put, put a great cross in and one of their players hit his hand or more the shoulder type of thing. But again, that was the right decision. There was no penalty. It was yeah. the refs, uh, uh, the VAR deserve credit when they get it right and they got it right today. 
Yeah, there was one thing though. There was one thing, one little thing in the first half. Well, little thing. I thought the Cardiff player was very naughty, and I thought it was a yellow card at least when um, he, he swung his arm back and made contact with Virgil's face because I think that was a very naughty thing to do. He, he wasn't getting leverage. It wasn't one of those because he didn't right. even jump. He just swung his arm back, face height, having already looked around. I don't know. I thought that was at least a yellow. But, but you know, that's just, you know, we, we've got one minor I, thing to talk about and, and I, many major things that they got right. But, I, I missed that one. I didn't see that. I must okay. have been uh, I must have been right. doing a, a toilet run. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, that was in there. That was in the, I don't know what minute it was. I wrote it down. That was in, I think it was the seventh minute. Uh, right. Yeah, the seventh minute. Collins, it was, his name Collins, was. Yeah. With the swinging arm. So there you go. If you if you, if you go back, uh, you know, to the highlights and look at it in the seventh minute, you can. And next yeah. time, go to the toilet before the match. And, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, one, one more player I'd like to talk about before we, you know, zoom out and, and talk about more general Liverpool stuff from today is uh, Konate because I really liked his performance. For me, he was the man of the match because there were moments where Cardiff, well, they tried to make it into a bit of a scrap and you see different defenders react in different ways to that. Um, Lovren being one that we had who didn't react particularly well uh, to that. Um, always making bad decisions. Um, but sometimes he was really good. But uh, most of the time, I don't know. I was never really confident. Um, whereas, you know, Joel Matip, for example, sort of rises above the scrap, doesn't he? He sort of rises above it all and he's majestic and he sort of majestically dribbles, away, you know, does this Maradona style dribble around everyone who tries to make it a scrap, but Konate gets down and dirty. You know, when it's mud mud wrestling, he's tops off and he's jumping in the mud wrestling ring. And he's, you know, he's really, he really goes for it. And and he always comes out on top. And I thought he was, he was terrific today. What did you make of it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was one of his best games. Um, he's really, he's really come into that role. Like, um, like we said already, he's, he's learned to roll. The, the the Liverpool way you have to learn the system. He was fantastic today. Again, I couldn't agree with him more. He doesn't. He's the wrong man to try and go into a scrap with. He's a beast. He's a strong, honest player. Um, he had a fantastic game today. And yeah, you're right. He's up there with for a man of the match. I think. Um, I think I might have criticised him a little bit earlier on the season. Not, not criticised him, but I, he gave me the jitters a little bit. Um, in a few early games, but then he was just learning, learning our system, learning. He got cut out of position a few times, but he's just just learned from it. That's the sign of a good player. Give him a few games, he's learned from it. And again, he's a player with an attitude. So he's that type of player Liverpool want. He wants to play for us. He wants to play the game. He doesn't get sucked into battles or does his job. And uh, I think we're going to get more and more out of him. Like Again, if people forget he's young for a centre-back. He's young and he's going to get better and better. I think if uh, Matip wasn't playing so well this season and Touchwood's staying injury free, he would be in the team every week. You know, to me, he's the torch ice now. Um, until something, until someone plays bad or gets injured, he is torch ice. He's going to head a Gomez, and uh, he's going to be a great player another ten so, years. Yeah, Matip's still ahead of him then in your in, in your view. Yes, Matip will be my my number two definitely. Um, even okay. we missed we missed Matip today, even for putting the ball forward, like them, them players you mentioned with two or three dribbles, Matip would have been ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, ten, ten a match. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, go on. But like you said, Matip, Matip doesn't get involved in any rows or angry. He's just that type of person. He just does his job, and I like that in a player. You know, Virgil mm-hmm. doesn't get involved in any rows or anything. You know, we've we just. We play we play fair, we play tough. Um, I think Virgil and Matip are a perfect pair. I just I just love the two of them playing together. As long as yeah, okay. Joe, as long as Joe okay. stays fit, I think he's number two. I don't know. See, I I quite like Ibu because you know, okay, positionally he's not as developed as Matip, and there are various parts of his game that are not as developed. But I like the the mix of Konate's lightning pace and his you know like you know you know have you seen that. That that moment in the film Train Spotting, I don't know if you've seen it, when you've got this sort of psychopath 
Begby, his name is. And Begby, as, yeah. as soon as he gets a moment to, you know, a slight sniff of having the opportunity to have a fight with someone, he's like, yes. And he's celebrating before punching someone. That reminds me of Ibu Konate and his attitude to defending. It's like, yes, I get to do the real dirty stuff now and I get to physically dominate my opponent. Like, he loves that. It looks like from the outside. But um, I don't know. See, I don't know. We're going to have to talk about this because this is in the games coming up. Let's uh, let's have a look because we've got really intriguing games coming up. Um, we have uh, the first one. Well, I'd, I'd like to look at these in groups. I don't know if you can see this on your screen or if it's too small. But the first one we've got is Leicester City. Can you see that, Alan? Or sorry, zoom uh, a bit? No, and on, on, on YouTube, I'm not putting my glasses on, thanks. Oh, that's okay. No, all right, well, I'll try, I'll try and explain it. And there are people listening to the audio version, so that's all right. I'm going to explain yes. this anyway. Uh, on the screen, we've just got Liverpool's next fixtures coming up, right? Um, there's uh, Leicester City at home, Burnley away, and Inter Milan at home. And I'm, I'm grouping them all together because they're our next three matches, but they're only six days apart from Thursday to Sunday, to Wednesday. Um, so when I'm playing football manager, I play my best team in the midweek game against Leicester and then a sort of, you know, half good team, half of your best team against Burnley and then your best team again in the Champions League just to try and be sure to have your best team fit and firing for the Champions League. Um but what what would you do? I mean, against Leicester, would you, would you would you follow that kind of plan where you sort of might rest a couple for Burnley and go full strength against Leicester and Inter? Yeah, um, I, I I'm kind of a fan of of a winning team doesn't change too much. I, I know we we have to rest players now and again, but again, going back to our substitute bench today, what is our weaker team? Do you know, we are yeah, in a this fantastic. Is my next question. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're in a fantastic position. On we're, we're like Touchwood, Thiago's back from injury and keeps that way. Hopefully, Naby's playing well. Taki's playing well. Like we can change one or two players in our system without weakening it. Simicas is. Simicast to me is fighting for a place every week, and not only to replace Robo because Robo's playing great again, but like like we seen with, with um, Nico Williams before he left, he was getting chances up, up as left left forward. Like I can see Simicast when needed coming in to play left forward. You know wow. we 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 have some players there that are fighting for places, even not in their own place, if, if that makes sense. Like yeah, what what is a weakened team? Well, I mean, but but surely then, if that's the case, then we can we can rotate a lot. We don't have to stick yes. with the same team until they're until they're out. So, who would you change for Leicester? I mean, today uh, today's lineup is on the screen. We had Kelleher, uh, Trent, Konate, Van Dijk, and and Simikas. Who who would you change from the back five? Obviously, Alan Allison back in goal, obviously against Leicester for the Premier League. But the back four, who would you go for? Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um... Ali comes back in, and that's no slight on Kevin because wow, what a second keeper he is. Um, I think obviously, I think Robbo is going to go back in for Simicas. Um, probably Matip after being rested today might come in, but then like you said, Kanata has done a brilliant game. So it's if it's rotating, can uh, Matip might come back in there. Um, no, but what and, and instead of instead of what Klopp would do, what would you do? You would you you would pick Matip for for Leicester and and maybe Konate against Burnley and then Matip again for for Inter or. Well, again, if I'm just if I'm to stick by what I would do, I would play the same team again virtually because I don't like changing a winning team. Um, okay, so you would keep the same back four. I would keep the same back four. Um, that's, that's what I would do, and then you've then you have say like you have Andy and you have um, Matip ch- chapping at the bit waiting to get back in. Um, yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I would go. I would go for Robertson to do to to be full strength, but then you know give Simikas the Burnley match and Robertson into Milan, and they can fight it out now because I think they're really pushing each other, and this is this yeah. is great for the team. But- but that's that's what I agree with. I agree with I agree with fighting it out. I think if Simicas plays a great game and and doesn't do anything wrong, plays a fantastic game, he, it has to be a fight. You know, Robbo's Robbo's the best left back in in the world probably, and Simicas is pushing him. So, um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think Robson will come in for that one, but Simicas should definitely start against Burnley because he deserves to start. He deserves to keep pushing, and it gives Andy a rest. 
Yeah, we're not losing right. anything. You know, we're losing Robbo's Robbo's more direct and getting the ball and running at them. But Simicast better cross for the ball. So we're not losing anything in either player. And if you have uh, Andy Robertson on the bench, like you can always bring him on, what a player. Totally. I thought I thought Simicus was a little bit unlucky today to be subbed, but uh, but no, it was. Uh, I think um, Klopp just wants to give Robbo a bit of time, maybe Absolutely, get some yeah. get some freshness back in his legs. Um, but yeah, I would definitely play Virgil because I wouldn't really drop Virgil because he still sort of canters round. I, I would play him in every match because I think he can. I, I don't think he he ever particularly breaks a sweat or anything. I think he can. Um, uh, Konate against against Leicester City against the pace of Leic- that Leicester have I would I would play him against Leicester bring Matip back against Burnley and then for the Champions League I don't know I don't know what I'd do I'd just see who plays better out of uh, Konate and Matip in the next week and then Trent at right back I mean can Trent play every game now? I don't know um, I would have played Bradley today, but I'm glad, obviously, because of the first assist, I'm glad Klopp went with Trent. But it's uh, it's curious because surely, I mean, I don't know, you can't just keep playing Trent. I know you don't like changing a winning team, but are you just going to play them until they get injured? Because an injury would be an inevitability, surely. Uh, yeah, no, obviously injury comes into it and darkness. Um, like you're right, with um, Nico gone now as well. And I know Bradley is a fantastic prospect. So I'd probably agree with you. I'd, 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 I thought Bradley would start today. Um, might be a missed opportunity to give him more time, but um, when Klopp we trust. But yeah, it's it's like against Leicester, we have to win these games too. We're fighting for the for the Premier League, so it's hard to drop Trent. It's hard to drop Trent, and then yeah. we've got so we got we got Leicester City coming up, and then Burnley, then Inter Milan, and then there's a three week, um, not break, but there were three weeks between the first and second legs of the Champions League and between but so between Inter Milan in the first leg on the 16th of February and Inter Milan in the second leg which is on the 8th of March Liverpool play uh, in the Premier League against Norwich against Leeds um, they play the League Cup final or we play the League Cup final against Chelsea and we play against West Ham just three days before Inter Milan so I mean Trent can't play all of those <laughs> you would think uh, so I mean, would you would you sort of bring in Bradley maybe against Norwich, um, against Leeds, uh, against I don't know they're they're the two lowest and and against Burnley. I mean they're 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 the three lowest placed teams that we're going to face in the next few games. I don't know. Would you do something like that? Yeah, I think definitely bring them in against uh, Norwich. Um, anyway, um, Burnley I'm not too sure. Burnley are. are uh season team but but yeah like Bradley has done nothing wrong when he's played he's he's the, the management team coaching staff obviously have confidence in him for when he's needed so yeah I'd definitely be giving him a game against Norwich um, for definite and uh, but like yeah you don't want to try to get injured so but uh, all I can say is like the management team have, have faith in Bradley so I have faith in him yeah, true. And, and Milner can cover there as well, of course, uh, which we haven't mentioned. Of course, But then yeah. going into the midfield, I mean, would you, against Leicester, would you change anything? Today we had Henderson in the holding role with Cater and Jones either side. Would you change anything? Bring Fabinho back, probably? Oh, I definitely I would play Fabinho in every single game if I could. Um, I, I don't think that um, sitting number six suits Henderson at all, um, especially when, especially like... Um, like a game like today or against maybe you know like being rude a lesser team when when we've controlled the game going forward I don't think it's Hendro's game I think Henderson is is a player you, when you're up against a equal or better team that is a battle in midfield that's that's Henderson's forte for me um so I would I would bring Fabinho in there um Jones didn't have a fantastic game today but he didn't do a whole lot wrong either. But, you know, I think Harvey's going to be hard to drop Harvey. Harvey's going to be coming in there, I think, maybe in midfield. I would start Harvey. So, hang on. So, you're going Fabinho and Harvey and and who? And Tiago? Well, no, I don't think Tiago will start because he's come back from injury. But I would probably... I don't think Jones did it. I think Jones was Jones or Naby. It's between them. But Naby, I'd go with Naby. Okay, Fabinho so and Harvey. Naby, Fabinho and Harvey. I mean, it's very exciting, isn't it? Um, I don't know. See, I, 
I kind of like Harvey a bit, a little bit further forward. I don't know. I don't know if he's defensively ready enough. But then, you do you need to defend that much against Leicester? You may as well just attack, attack, attack. So yeah, I'd go Fabinho. I like it actually. Yeah, I think I might ag- agree. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, though it's it's tough to drop Curtis because I thought Curtis was very good as well today. But uh, according to Google, against Leicester, we've got a seventy-six percent chance of uh, win of winning. Um, the win probability, Liverpool, 76%. There's a 14% chance of a draw and just a 10% chance of a Leicester victory. Last time, we would have said the same thing uh, and we ended up losing 1-0. Um, but this time it feels different. I mean, up front, would you? what would you do up front? And um, it's your choice. I mean, Mo's going to be back um, and Sadio's... They're going to be back, but whether they're going to be ready or not after the AFCON, I don't know. Um, are you playing what? Diaz, Jota, F- F- Firmino, um, Mane, Salah, Taki, or Divock up front? What are you doing? Now, this is where we are so lucky. That is some choice of players, isn't it? Like crazy. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you would have said the second Mane and Mo get off the plane during the team where now we, we actually can sit back and think, hold on, we don't need to rush them. But um, knowing Mo Salah, if, he, if Mo Salah's back and fit, he will want to start. And I think Klopp will start him um, because that's the way the way he is. Sadio is the same. But would you do it again? Just just you? Just I, you? So, so you would do the same thing? Bring Salah I, back in? I would bring Salah straight back in. I think he's the world's best player. If you have him, you play him. Unless he's unless he's exhausted or tired, but that's that's where we trust yeah. our, we I trust mean, our two, medical team, you know. Two yeah, but two Egypt games have gone to extra time uh, yes, penalties, yeah. and and if and if tonight's final, as we recorded this, they, they haven't played uh, the Afcon final yet. I mean, if it goes into extra time as well, then yeah, I mean, as you say, you have got to trust the medical team. But uh, yeah, yeah, if he's fit, he plays. Okay, so Salah's on the right. Let's assume he's fit because he's practically. Uh, you know, a machine. He's an incredible player, so fit. So, okay, Sal is on the right. Who else are you playing? I think I play Bobby and Yotta. Uh, Bobby through the middle, Yotta on the left, and Diaz then to come on in the second half. Because, um, like you say, he's a great start today and he's still learning our system. I definitely no Sadio. I, yeah, no, I, I love Sadio, but I think of, of both players of Sadio and, and, and Salah, I think Salah is the one that would be fitter and come in. I think uh, Sadio could possibly need a need a rest, but again, you have him on the bench. I think it's going to be interesting this the rest of the season now on between Sadio and Diaz. You know, it's uh, I love Sadio to bits, but like Diaz has the pace that Sadio used to have, so that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and and Jota as well, and Jota. And, and Remember, Jota, it's not yeah. Jota, it's Jota. Jota, okay, sorry, he's Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. you cannot allow this. this you told me that before. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, it's okay. There'll be a test on Monday. Yes, the <laughs> Slavic J becomes a year. Why sound like Dayan Lovren? But uh, yes, there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, okay. But look at Leicester's form, right? Leicester's form. They have won two, lost two, and drawn one in the last five games. Very much mid-table form. And they're very much mid-table team. They're 10th at the moment, albeit with with two games in hand on Brighton. And they're four points behind Brighton. Uh, Leicester have 26 points from 20 matches. The pressure's on uh, Brendan Rodgers a little bit. I mean, would you would you... You know, would you possibly consider him consider sacking him if you were the Leicester City board because he seems to be underachieving this year, or would you just think, well, he won the FA Cup last year and we'll give him a we'll give him the benefit of the doubt? Um, well, if you're Leicester City and he's he's won you the cup, um, he probably has a bit of credit in the bank, I think, to be fair. Um, personally, I've never rated him. Um, yes, and he came into us at the beginning. He was a young, exciting manager, and I liked his style of football. But um, after a year or two, I kind of noticed I didn't. I didn't um, take to him. I was one of the Rogers out. I would say. Um, I think he's a level. I think he reaches a level with, with players, and then I think that's that's it. Uh, you know, it's very easy for people to say he. Like I'm a Celtic fan. He went up to. He went up to Scotland and he won a few titles for us. But, you know, Scottish football is, is is the way it is. Like, one team, Celtic come in and win for a few years. Then Rangers get good and they win for a few years. So it's very hard to um to give them credit. Like, you know, you know 
so uh, no, I, I'm not sold. I, I wouldn't be a top six, seven team in England. I don't. I wouldn't be having Rodgers as a manager, to be honest. But, well, um, okay, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, for for Leicester, I mean, I don't know. I think their fans are getting a bit tired. Because they've, uh, you know, if you compare to the teams in and around them, Brighton have conceded 23 goals. Wolves have conceded an amazing 16 goals only. Um, Tottenham have conceded 24. Uh, Aston Villa, one place below Leicester, have conceded 32. And Leicester have conceded 37 goals in 20 matches. It's almost two a match. And that's the thing. I mean, going forward, they've been great. They've scored 34 goals which is, you know, 11 more than Brighton. It's 15 more than Wolves and it's six more than, than Villa. But it's just gung-ho stuff. And you would think against Liverpool, we'd be able to just pick them off if they'd just leave all that space in the back and keep making mistakes. And, I, th- you know, it really could be. I mean, just, you know, because we've we, we got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But uh, I think it could be, you know, a cricket score for both teams. I mean, I was on... Doug's show on Friday night and I predicted 6-3 and I'm standing by that prediction 6-3 to Liverpool against Leicester City. What what are you going for, Alan? Well, yeah, 6-3, that's a big score. Um, <laughs> it's, yes, it's not very sensible. <laughs> I mean, I've had I've had a few too many cups of tea today, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like you said, they can go forward and they can score a few goals, but um, no, I think, uh, I think we have I think we'll win that. Maybe you know, maybe I could see a three-one or something. I think the last game that that did better than two. You know, we played them there was it a few days before in in the cup, and we bet them, and they were hurting from it, and they came back and 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 bet us. You know, I, I, I'm quite confident against them. I think we'll beat them maybe three-one, something like that. Well, okay. Um, if we score six, I'd be delighted. Yeah. I mean, I think we could. You know, Harvey's yeah. back. Diaz yeah. has got a you know a goal or two in him. Uh, Salah will be back. Uh, Bobby yeah. Firmino looks he's uh, like he's he's on fire. Diogo Jota, yeah. I mean the the new Ian Rush, yeah. unbelievable player. So we yeah. got um, I don't know we got it all to look forward to. But Alan, it's been so nice talking to you and and just you know hearing how buzzing you are. I'm absolutely buzzing after that. Beautiful victory, beautiful second half performance as well. And, uh, you know, the, the quadruple's still on. Thank yeah, you so absolutely. much, Alan. Thanks, Owen. Thanks very much. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Thanks very much. Bye-bye.